0: Welcome to episode 23 of the Dave Witty Show. I'm your host, Dave Witty. Thanks for tuning in again, folks. Hope you're having a great week out there. Uh, you know, some beautiful weather here in St. John's. Oh my God, it's been so warm and, and delightful. It kind of cooled off a little bit this week, but looking like it's going to be uh, another great weekend. Um, going to be a bit of fun this weekend, Having a, throwing a little diaper party for my brother. Uh, it's his first kid, so it's going to be a blast. He's got a bunch of his buddies coming up, and uh, it's going to be a, a bit of fun. We're going to have a little, little kind of a beer Olympics, I think, is what's going on, and uh, it should be a good laugh. So, looking forward to that the weekend. Um, hope you guys are all doing great. Want to say a big thanks to uh, to Adam and Travis last week for uh, sorry last episode for coming on. Uh, a couple of dear buddies of mine. I mean, uh, they're about ready just to open up this business. So, um, you know, if you're in the market for uh, you know wood stoves and 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 barbecues and 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 all accessories that go along with those things make sure you do check out adam and travis at the woodshed um got another really neat episode coming up this week guys Uh, i was joined by maria Cherwick, who is uh just a lovely lovely human being um i got to meet maria probably uh just a few months back i mean i kind of met her in passing a couple times but never really got to uh to know her or hang out with her and uh uh, we did a gig together at, at, um, at Shamrock City. She actually filled in for, for Alex who was away working with the Donnies and uh, Maria came down and played fiddle and, and she was so sweet and, and she is so sweet and an incredible, incredible player. I mean, she is just uh, phenomenal. Uh, you know, she really fits in. I mean, she can just pretty much play anything. She's very versatile and uh, just a real treat to deal with. I mean, we we're all just having like super laughs. Felt like I'd known her forever and uh, she just put out a, a new compilation. I mean, she She wrote a, you know, a... 16 I think 15 or 16 uh, original fiddle tunes and and uh, did a sheet music book along w- with it that you know comes with a bunch of illustrations and stuff uh, really really neat concept I thought it was pretty cool and I thought it'd be a great opportunity to uh, to have her on to chat about it and uh, to figure out you know what what she's been up to and, and all the all the neat things that she does because she's a uh, super busy and, and and you know really really active in the music scene here uh, in St. John's and not originally a Newfoundlander but she you know she is basically one of us now so you know make sure you stick around for that one come up in a little bit um what's been going on over here been gigging a lot uh it's been been crazy crazy a lot of solo stuff uh pretty thankful for the work i mean sorry very thankful for the work i mean i can't be knocking it after uh after such a long time but it's um it's 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 a different beast it feels like now i don't know if it's after the hard reset of covid but it's been uh it's been a grind i've been real grind this summer uh just just knocking down gigs every night um but it it is what it is. That's the nature of the beast, and and you know happy to be back, uh, to be gigging for sure. Um, got a couple gigs coming up with the Donnies uh, at the end of August. Um, the twenty first, twentieth, twenty first, we're at Shamrock City, and the twenty seventh and twenty eighth, we are at O'Reilly's. Um, so both weekends going to be fun. The twenty seventh, twenty eighth, looks like it's going to be. Uh, you know this modified version of the George Street Festival, which is going to be interesting in itself. Um, as I'm I'm recording here today on August 10th, uh, there hasn't been any drops of of any. Um, any artists or bands who are set to perform, uh, you know, from from George Street itself. But I did see that the Arkells posted that they are going to be uh, closing out the festival on the Monday night. So that's always exciting. Arkells are a great group. Uh, I've seen them a couple times here on George Street and and all over. I've seen them in Toronto. I've seen them in. Um, Yep, that's pretty much it I've definitely seen them I think I've seen them four or five times now um, I actually remember seeing them one time at Junctions this was during the Junos I mean they were nobody then and I've seen them at Junctions and uh, I remember watching the band and I was super close to the speaker and I um, I don't know. I, I didn't know them, and it was just so close to the speaker; it was so loud. I remember walking out, being like, Ugh, "Wasn't big on the band." And the very next next day, I actually caught them because I was uh, I was working at Brody Malloy's at the time in the bar, and I caught this, I caught their um, um, their sound check. Sorry, and. I was like, "Damn, this is the same band I seen last night!" Like, "Holy shit, these guys are good." And I caught the show that night, and and I was pumped. I mean, they're a wicked, wicked live band. They are so energetic. Even if you don't know the songs, they just get you singing. They get you active. You're you're dancing. I mean, they're really they put off a really really great show. They're uh, they know how to really work a crowd. So I think that's going to be a great show for Georgia Festival. Will be very interesting to see uh, what other what other acts are coming. I mean, on such short notice. So you know, hats off to the uh, to the committee for for pulling something together. Uh, should be, should be a great time. Um, caught a bunch of the Olympics. funny thing with the Olympics. I mean, I always go into the Olympics thinking, ah, I don't care about the Olympics. And then I just end up catching myself every single night, watching it for like eight hours. It's just one of those things that, I mean, it kind of unites the world in a, in a, in a, in a way. And it's, uh, it, you know, it's you know, it makes you kind of be, be proud to be a Canadian when you're, you're watching certain moments. Um, A couple of big highlights for me were, I mean, the skateboarding added this year. I thought that was really, really cool. Something very unique to, to the Olympics. And as somebody who's watched skateboarding, you know, my whole life, I mean, it's a, it's kind of cool to see that really get some love in the Olympics and, and get to see, uh, get to see those guys perform, you know, and, and you get to see that. That's, that's the thing with the Olympics is like you end up watching random events. Like you're watching, i mean i was watching ping pong you know and it's it's china versus japan in, in ping pong and i'm like you know if this is just on on a regular day you're never watching it but because it's the best competitors in the world to me that is very interesting so i was uh I, I yeah I, I thought the olympics were really really neat it's, it's it's kind of weird that it was you know uh overnight but it didn't really matter because you kind of get up and, and catch what you uh what you wanted in in the mornings and stuff. But yeah, some highlights. Definitely the skateboarding was really, really neat. Um, I thought Damian Warner, who uh, he won the decathlon. I mean, the decathlon. Like, this guy is the best at all of these things in the world. A Canadian guy. For some reason, I didn't overly feel like he got as much love as... I don't know some of the other athletes. I just I think to me the decathlon it's the epitome of the Olympics. I mean you compete in so like so many different events and you know it's based on a point system. So I thought that was really neat uh, to see him pull that through. It was, it was a big win for Canada. I, I had to say I love that. And another huge highlight was the uh, the Canadian women's soccer. I mean that was just so entertaining to watch. Like I mean if you know me at all, obviously I'm a diehard. I love the Jays. I love baseball. I love the Leafs and I love hockey. I mean, I love the Raptors and I love basketball and I love the Green Bay Packers and I love football. I'm also, I love watching golf. I love watching, I love watching tennis. I mean, I'm pretty good with sports. Soccer's always been kind of lower on the key, on the, on the, you know, the pole for me. It's not, I just, I don't know. I never played it growing up. So I just, I know there's a lot more to the game than probably I even realized, but it's not something that, uh, has always been super entertaining for me, but man, oh man, that was so fun. I missed the Canada US game, but um, I made sure I was actually at my cabin um Friday morning um because uh, yeah, I, I just they had moved the game because of the heat over in Tokyo and I, I set my alarm and got up for it. And uh, it was so entertaining to watch. I mean, that was probably one of the most entertaining things I've watched in sports in such a long time. Um, the game you know they were down one nothing they came back it went to extras went to kicks the kicks were so entertaining i couldn't believe it normally i would be like oh i can't believe this is going to decide a gold medal on these penalty kicks but it was it had me at the edge of my seat i mean so hats off to to um The Canadian women's soccer team. What a a treat. I mean, uh, Sinclair's there. I mean, she's been at the Olympics, I think, four times. So I thought that was, uh, you know, just great to see those those girls really pull it off and really put uh, Canadian soccer on the map. I thought that was really great. I got to say. what else did I see? Oh, oh um, the Winter Olympics. Uh, they announced John Cooper is going to be the head coach of Team Canada. Whether that has NHL players or not, it's going to be an interesting thing. How to see how that all works out. But uh, nice to see that that uh, Coop, you know, head coach of of uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, got that head coach position, which he deserves. Which kind of gives me the feeling that there's possibly going to be NHL players. And I mean, if that happens. I actually cannot wait. I think that's going to be so sick. Can you imagine seeing McDavid and McKinnon playing together? You know what I mean? Guys like this, it's going to be just absolutely bananas. Um, been watching a ton of baseball. Obviously, I mean, there's not much else going on. Plus, I'm also a big Jays fan, but I obviously have been watching a lot of baseball. Um... Man, this team is starting to pull it together. I gotta say, if you've been watching the Jays, you are definitely feeling it as well. Uh, ever since the Jays have finally uh, came back to Canada and they're playing out of their home home park there at Rogers Center, um, it really has 2015-2016 vibes. To me, I had a little post on Twitter about it the other day, but it's it's um, it's you know it's it's exciting to watch. I mean. These guys are just hitting bombs. They're pulling games out. They're coming back. I mean, they're on a huge winning stretch now. It's too bad we couldn't have pulled together some of those games earlier on in the season. But I mean, that's how that's how it goes. Um, so, really looking forward to catching you know the 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 latter half of this season and seeing if the Jays can put together a solid run. I think that'll be uh, that'll be great to watch. And uh, we've really got the pieces there. Uh, Berrios was a great addition on the mound there. So I'm looking forward to just, just catching the end of the season, seeing if these young guys can, can really put it together. Cause I, you know, I think they have the, uh, the pieces in place there now. Um, what else is going on here? Oh, uh, the masks are they they the mask mandate has been removed here in in Newfoundland as of today. I mean, I went out today. I did a little bit of uh I had, ran a couple errands and 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 did a couple things. Seems like everybody was still wearing masks. So, you know what I mean? I'm kind of psyched on that to be honest with you. Not everybody's double vaccinated. Um and it's just, you know, it's for the better of, of the people right now. It's it maybe a little too early and and I don't know who who's to say, but uh I just hope that you don't see anybody out there kind of doing any um, any uh, mask shaming because that would be a, that would be a shame. Just let people kind of just if they want to wear a mask, why not? If they don't, so be it. I mean, that's the rules now, but uh, that would be uh, that would be a bit weird. Um, yeah, that about That about. kind of does it for me. I mean, I'm, I'm busy playing a lot, doing a lot of solo stuff. Um, if you want to know where I am, you, you can find me. I'm on the street there somewhere pretty much every night of the week. And uh, Like I say, looking forward to those Donnie's gigs because they're always a bit of fun. Got a fun Tuesday gig on the go these days as well. Um, doing 9.30 at Shamrock with uh, my good buddy Mark Manning and Rum Ragged. We're going to be doing the, doing those every Tuesday, pretty much right up until the end of September. So, uh, At least, anyway. So that, that should be a laugh. So if you're around on Tuesday, come on out and uh, and then check us out um i'm gonna throw it over to maria there now and um i had a great chat with her i mean she's super interesting really really sweet and uh incredibly talented so uh make sure you stick around for a great interview with maria Cherwick. and i'd like to welcome maria Cherwick to the podcast how you doing maria thanks for joining me today
1: i'm good thanks for having me
0: yeah no i really appreciate it i mean uh How's everything been going? I know you've been pretty busy. I mean, I don't want to dig into too much right away because I do obviously have a bunch of questions for you. I know you got a new CD out and you're super busy. I know you're with the Folk Festival and I know you've got a bunch of bands on the go, but generally, how's it been going? I mean, have you been a little bit busier this summer than than been what's going on, especially with COVID, obviously related?
1: Absolutely, yeah. Um, it seems like things are sort of slowly coming back to life. I've been really lucky, honestly, to have several regular gigs um, like throughout, the whole year so i i've suffered i think less than some people but uh it's sure nice to see things kind of opening up a bit more and you know more of my bands are kind of making long-term plans and you know planning months in advance which is something that we haven't done for a long time because everything was so up in the air you know
0: exactly no and and you nailed it i mean it's, it's been so weird. I mean, I think this might be, I should have checked this before I started recording, but I think this is episode 22 or 21 of these podcasts that I've been doing. And I mean, originally when I had started, the questions were, I was asking people is like, you know, what's the plans for the future? And everyone's like, don't got any. Cause I mean, <laughs> I mean, how, how do you plan for the future with a global pandemic on the go? So you're right. It is nice to see that kind of, you know, come into fruition a bit and everything's starting to move a little bit more.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, like, it was funny because, you know, where things were so good in Newfoundland, like, people started to get a bit braver. And like, I actually was booking a bunch of stuff in like February and March, I was supposed to go on tour. And the symphony had just started having live audiences again. And you know, that's when we had our second lockdown. So all of a sudden, like, just as we dared to, you know, hope a little bit that things were coming back, it all got shut back down. So I think I, I have more faith this time. Um, yeah, I think it so. it feels I mean, like it feels was, like things are going in the right direction.
0: Especially with the, uh, you know, I mean, the vac- vaccine rollout. I mean, it seems like we're definitely in in the right, right, uh, right path. I know you you recently got your second shot, and you uh, you've been battling a few symptoms. How, how's that been going? Oh yeah,
1: yeah, I did. Um, you know, I waited. I was working um, part time for the folk festival this summer, so I waited until the festival was wrapped up to get it um and i got it on a tuesday morning and you know oh what is it it's monday now i'm still i'm still feeling it a little bit it's better than it was but you know i had a cd release show planned for friday and i definitely didn't expect to still be feeling it four days after but get the vaccine anyways it's yeah that,
0: absolutely that's <laughs> right i mean that's uh you definitely got to get it what happened i just lost my lights uh oh what happened <laughs> It's not too bad though. I'm still fine there. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Maria, I want to ask you a little bit about, I mean, kind of earlier on, I mean, obviously you're not a native Newfoundlander, but you've been here for quite a while. Can you talk a little bit about where you grew up and, uh, and uh, maybe the transition to Newfoundland, how that even came about and, and, and and why you made the trip to Newfoundland?
1: Yeah, for sure. So um, I was born in Edmonton, Alberta, and I grew up there. I graduated high school in Edmonton. And then I, Moved to Brandon Manitoba in 2010 and I did my undergrad degree at Brandon University uh, and while I was in Brandon my family um, actually moved from Edmonton to St John's because um, my stepmom started a position at Memorial University here so I started visiting Newfoundland even though I was still living in Manitoba um, and you know just kind of fell in love with it it's such a such a beautiful place um you know beautiful scenery beautiful people lots of music uh so i already felt kind of like i had friends and i had a community here even before i lived here and obviously you know having my family here was also a huge draw because i really missed them in the few years that we did live apart so i applied to do my master's degree at munn here in music and after that was finished i was kind of already pretty well established here. And um, I love it. I, I really can't imagine living anywhere else at this point in my life. Cause I really get to do a lot of different things. Um, and I think it's a special place that I can, you know, afford to live here and work exclusively as a musician and be involved in so many different types of projects all at the same time.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's definitely unique here in that sense. I mean, you know, everywhere I've been to over the years and and places I've different places I've lived. And, and I mean, it's, it's music is just different everywhere else. I mean, you can be so busy if you really want to work. And, and I mean, especially as like a fiddle player here, for example, I mean, uh, obviously you have more experience in that field than I do, but uh, you know, I'm not talking about my grade nine, six months uh, uh, fiddle lesson, but um, I mean, you know, as a fiddle player, I mean, there's a ton of work for somebody like yourself. I mean, obviously you're super busy and you create a lot of work for yourself. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. there has to be lots of session work. I mean, we book you, we booked you with our band to play with, like, there must be ton of tons of opportunities like that as well. Right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, fiddle is such a versatile instrument, fiddle violin. I also play viola, which is, right. um, you know, like a bit, larger violin with lower strings um so you know I play in the Newfoundland Symphony Orchestra and I play a lot of classical music like string quartets and stuff um but I also play in a couple kind of like bluegrass bands and a country band and a Ukrainian band and like some trad bands and so yeah there's just um you know kind of all the things that I'm interested in and love doing there's an opportunity Small little pockets of people doing all of those things in this town, which is really cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you're you're absolutely fantastic, and you're and you're a real pleasure to play with. I mean, it's. I remember we were just throwing songs at you, had just you know, ones you've never heard, and you know, you're just jamming along. You're just you're you're good for it. I mean, and I mean, we were even throwing in. I, I think what was the song? Was, I think we're doing like a Great Big Sea song. You're like, oh man, I haven't heard that since like high school. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Yeah. Like, and you're like, yeah, that song rips, you know, like, yeah, but I mean, it's you know,
1: funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: you know, you're, you're, you're obviously very creative yourself and, and you're, you're well-versed in, in, uh, you know, just playing along and, and, and just, you know, you're, you're good for the gig. I mean, and that, that goes a long way. And, and I think that, you know, it kind of goes secondhand to, to the Newfoundland kind of spirit. I mean, that's kind of the way people are here anyways. I mean, there's so many bands who are, are, are playing around, especially jam bands and stuff that, a lot of people don't even really rehearse i mean like it's mostly just like all right let's we all like can get together we all know a few chords and we can put the keys to songs and, and we can make things happen which is i mean so yeah you kind of just fit right into that role for sure right
1: yeah absolutely and you know what it keeps it interesting like at at this point i probably know you know a lot of the songs you're going to throw at me but not necessarily all of them so it's kind of like a skill to see if i can like you know it's my brain firing quick enough to like pick up on well, everything I, I was throwing original songs
0: at you i'm sure that you'd never heard before and you're like yeah no, oh, it's all good and i remember the second night you just had the songs nailed it was you know it was incredible <laughs> really really fun to watch and and fun I to play with that yeah, no, yeah. Awesome. no
1: i had i had a blast doing those gigs you remember watching have- watching that couple on the date <laughs>
0: oh man oh no (laughs) the awkward tinder days uh so like for people who are listening at home or or, or watching online right now like a funny thing that people probably don't realize and i i've I've told the story in person a million times is like people don't realize like how much stuff you see or hear from the stage like what i always laugh at about from the stage is that People think there's like this big barrier from the stage to right. the table that's in front of you. I'm like, but like you're, you're only you're only four whatever. feet in front of me. Like, I mean, yeah. like, I'm basically sitting at the table with you. I can hear everything you're saying. Yeah. I can tell you that if you tell me I'm I suck or my fly is down or or whatever, <laughs> and I can also see your hilarious tinder date i mean and oh that was goodness. that was really i mean i would met you you know in, in uh, briefly a couple times but obviously we shared the stage that night and and i remember like that was a good laugh it was kind of like a good icebreaker me and you oh, were yeah. having a good laugh at that, right <laughs> cracking just, up oh uh, just watching this like cringeworthy tinder date
1: the best people watching you'll ever do is on stage especially especially downtown like on george street or yeah, something of course, <laughs> of course
0: i mean you, you, that's you definitely see it all down there and Oh, some of it's just so cringy. Uh, Definitely. Marie, I want to talk a little bit about your family. I mean, obviously your family's very involved in music. Can you talk a little bit about that? And, and uh, you know, um, you, the kind of upbringing with the musical family that you have?
1: Yeah, for sure. So I... Um clearly have been kind of immersed in this my whole life uh my parents decided I was going to play the fiddle before I was even born so they had bought me this like little tiny violin um and my mom played the violin so that's kind of how that came about and I kind of grew up doing like some classical music and some Ukrainian music my dad's always been really interested in um Ukrainian folk music and Ukrainian folk instruments and so we're like our families of ukrainian descent we were all born in canada but um uh in western canada there's a giant ukrainian community so we grew up really like in that community and we knew a lot of other ukrainian people and went to ukrainian events and stuff all the time um and then you know somewhere along the way i just kind of decided oh yeah like okay i kind of i like the violin i guess i'll stick with this so i decided i wanted to study it at school and so i i went the classical route and i studied um i studied classical music and i play uh, you know i really love playing in symphony orchestras and i was part of like the national youth orchestra a couple times and so i kind of really like delved into that world for a while and now since i've been out of my masters i've kind of like gone a bit in the other direction i still adore classical music but i'm you know i'm definitely gigging more often with folk bands um and stuff but one of my bands is my ukrainian band which actually is run by my dad and my brother is also the drummer in that band so it's cool to kind of like see it come full circle and uh you know be yeah who would have thought we're living in newfoundland and we're playing in a ukrainian like sort of like punk folk
0: it is yeah exactly exactly (laughs) i mean you know, Gogol Bordello, the band.
1: Absolutely. I yeah. Love I them.
0: mean, I mean, when I listen to Cuba it, it it's kind of similar vibe. I mean, it's kind of like thrashy, punky, uh, upstrokey music that is just, yeah. you know, like it's, it's, it's easy to dance to. It's easy to vibe to. I mean, um, I've seen Cuba a bunch of times and it's like, you might not even know the songs but it's such an enjoyable atmosphere it's just such a, like a, a great experience to take in whether you know the songs or not because it's it's upbeat it's you're dancing you're driving it's really really fun um yeah. I it's love- really
1: cool it's cool to see like you know people like yourself say that because most of the songs are i think all of the songs that we play these days are like all we've sung in ukrainian so You know, it's not like people are there for the lyrics, (laughs) but it's awesome that like, you know, something about the energy and the just the vibe of it really does appeal to people here. And um, that's awesome. Well, I mean, it's it's
0: something different. I mean, I don't think it's I wouldn't say it's ever been done before here in Newfoundland. Uh, Not that I know of. I'm sure you, you maybe, you know, you know, different. But I mean, it's the first that I can I can really remember in my time, especially as a musician or, you know, somebody in the scene. And um you know it, it's really neat to watch and I mean, I think Newfoundlanders especially have always been really open to 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 music and, and genres, I mean, but it's it's really fun to see something a little bit different that uh, you know it brings other people, it brings out happiness in people and it and it, and it and it it's just super fun. It's just really, really, really fun and enjoyable, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and th- to my knowledge, I don't think that there's,
0: there's definitely no like Ukrainian thrash bands. Like
1: no, I don't think so. I don't even know if um, there's any
0: Ukrainian people in Newfoundland. Is there?
1: <laughs> there's really not that many. And that was that's kind of like the hugest culture shock for me. And like honestly, the thing I miss the most about home is just like being a part of that community that I mentioned and like um you know, having having people around you that kind of shared all of those things. I used to do Ukrainian dancing and I went to like Ukrainian language school and Ukrainian church and like all these different things. And so like, yeah, obviously none of that really exists here. My family's found some kind of other, like, you know, people of Eastern European descent. There's a few other Ukrainian families um, and uh, there's a large Greek community here that we're, we're kind of friends with as well and stuff. So kind of all the people that are, (laughs) because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit different. <laughs> right, right. Kind of grouped together, I guess. But um no such thing as like the giant Ukrainian communities. I mean, like I'd go to Ukrainian festivals with like tens of thousands of people back in Manitoba and stuff.
0: So it must be kind of um invigorating and also um pleasing to kind of be the I mean, the fire starter behind that. I mean, you guys, I know you guys do like the Ukrainian New Year's and and you put off big shows like that, which is, you know, really celebrating that culture, which is very, very unique and something that Newfoundlanders are not used to. So it must be kind of fun to really, you know, expose people to that, right?
1: It really is. And it's, um, you know, as much as I miss the community, it's also really unique to uh, experience it in a different way where like suddenly I'm the one that knows these traditions, and I can kind of like share them with my friends and with the community in general. Um, It's really fun to see people kind of respond to that stuff. Um, And it it, yeah, it it makes me feel really privileged that I have the opportunity to share that because you're right, I think a lot of people here probably would never celebrate Ukrainian New Year's in their lives if and, it wasn't for this.
0: So. And I'd be willing to bet that there's a ton of people that look forward to that, like that, that type of thing now. I mean, that they've done, it's been a little bit of a tradition of theirs. You know what I mean? Maybe they met their significant other at a Kuba <laughs> Sonic show. I, I mean that, right. I mean, and now it's yeah. like, now it's a whole thing for them that
1: yeah. if they
0: probably would have, it would never have crossed their mind in their lives. Like, you know,
1: yeah absolutely. I have a friend who, um, she's been coming to my place for a Ukrainian Christmas dinner, which is so we celebrate everything in January on the Julian calendar. So Ukrainian Christmas happens on the sixth and seventh, and then Ukrainian New Year's happens about a week later. Um, and she just knows she she books the next day off work every All year right. now because you're gonna you're gonna eat a lot of progies and drink a lot of vodka. <laughs> you might you might need a day off. <laughs> that
0: sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, you guys just released a new single with the Kubasonics, Kalina. Kalina, yes. Yes, I nailed we it. Yeah, it. <laughs> I'm so psyched. Yeah, I was I was working on that one. Um, can you talk a little bit about that single? I know you guys released a video uh, filmed here at Holland Nurseries. Really, really fun video. You know, just super energetic, just like the way the band is. Uh, can you talk about that song a little bit and, and the new release?
1: Absolutely. So it's really um, it's exciting for me to finally be able to talk about this because we actually started recording our new album almost two years ago and just, you know, the way that things have gone down in the world in the last year and a half has put, like kind of stretched everything out a lot but it's nice to finally be releasing uh, so this is our first single from the album and it's a Ukrainian folk song that um, Kalina means uh cranberries so it's a it's a type of like high bush cranberries Um and uh you know my Ukraine is not great but it's uh <laughs> you know something about girls, I'm sure and <laughs> this and that but the re- the really cool thing is that we uh, we combined that with um, a Newfoundland tune by Emile Benoit called Breakwater oh, cool. Boys Breakdown and uh Irish tune called the Star Munster, which um, kind of has a similar melody a little bit to the Ukrainian song and so, Darren Brown who plays guitar in the band uh, like he and I also play a ton of like trad music together and stuff and it was just in rehearsal one day my, my brother and I kind of had come up with the like the idea for the arrangement of this song and we were playing it and I was just like wait what is that tune so I like played a bit for Darren and we kind of like went into it and we were like you know what? maybe maybe we can fit that in there somewhere too so it's it's really neat to um you know, kind of get to combine some of the things that we're interested in. And, you know, I think we play the, the trad tunes kind of unlike you've maybe ever heard them before either, because we're adding, of course, drums and electric guitar. And my dad's playing a Ukrainian instrument called the Timbala, which is a hammered dulcimer. And so, you know, probably the first time that Emil Benoit has ever been played in exactly that formation either. <laughs>
0: No, that's really neat to to you know to kind of combine those those things. I mean, with Ukrainian culture, Ukrainian music on top of historic Newfoundland fiddle playing. I mean, that's really really neat. Uh, mm-hmm. Cool. I, I never realized that. That's that's really that's a really neat fact. Um, so, there's a new album on the way for Coupasonics as well. Or, or...
1: yeah, so, so we're still working release, on it. Release date to be um, determined, but we're hoping we're hoping sooner than later, like maybe before before the end of the calendar year so stay tuned on that yeah um, absolutely
0: looking forward to uh, to checking that out for sure um another newest group you have flower hill i know you guys were part of the uh the folk festival um the kind of uh dialed back in the folk festival is interesting this year actually i'd like to get your take on the folk festival and 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 how that all kind of and how it is still working is it is it over right now
1: it's over for um the in-person events i think there may be some online stuff coming in the fall and you know the regular folk festival or folk art society events like folk yep. night and stuff um but the festival uh, personally i thought it was really incredible how um you know i can't take credit for any of that because i just came on in a sort of like summer position to help out with marketing but um They really planned a festival that sort of like spread throughout the community. Um, So there was events at the rooms and in Bannerman Park and at Kittiviti Brewery and um, the Munn Botanical Gardens. And so a lot of the events were free or very cheap to get in. A lot of them were still outdoors, family friendly, you know, so it kind of it actually kind of brought the spirit of the festival and they spread it out over like all four weeks of July. So Mm -hmm. it also gave people more time to check things out. You know, if they were maybe out of town on a specific weekend, there was events continuing on. So I hope that that's something that we see continue. um, You know, I cannot wait to get back to the regular festival in Bannerman Park either, but I think that some of this outreach stuff was really fun. So hopefully that a little bit of that can continue into the like years coming as well,
0: yeah. It'd be nice to see that maybe, maybe small tidbits of, of that maybe featured as well. I mean, I, I would say a lot of people, I mean, especially like, um, you know, the, the Munn Botanical Gardens, and I know the gazebo and, and, and stuff like that. I mean, that's really, really like kind of different stuff but really fun and enjoyable i mean for the family for easy to get out to i mean like you say especially with COVID and everything everyone's still a little skeptical so nice that you're outside you're you're not crammed into a smaller area where you you're forced to kind of be unsocially distant say you know what i mean yeah
1: well and the botanical gardens was fun i've actually i've been there a few times for the uh when they do all the christmas lights Mm -hmm. um And I got there for this. I was like, oh, yeah, there's plants here (laughs) because every time I've always been in the winter, it's always under snow and stuff. Um, But it was really lovely. I, um, you know, would watch a bit of the show and then wander off and go down a path and follow the music back until I found my way back. Um, So it was a really, yeah, it was a beautiful kind of like relaxing time
0: for sure yeah no that is that's really lovely it's and it's and and it's you know just great to see i mean especially after last year with with everything being canceled and i mean it's just a you know great kind of segue and hopefully we're back for you know for 2022 with with the full festival i mean it was great to kind of a little transitional year still got to feature some great artists i mean and 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 yourself included uh, that that's kind of where the question was going with right with (laughs) with flower hill i kind of got distracted which which got you off me too
1: me too but um
0: (laughs) With, with Flower Hill, can you talk a little bit about Flower Hill, you know who's involved and, and you know what the songs are and what what you guys are kind of doing?
1: Yeah, so Flower Hill is myself, um, Sherry Ryan, and Andrea Monroe, and we kind of do like folk, country, bluegrass. Um, The band's actually been on the go for a while in a few different formations, but for the past few years, it's just been the three of us. So we're really running with the kind of like female trio, um, you know, kind of uh, inspired by, I guess, like Dolly, Amy, Lou, and Linda, the original trio. Um, and so, yeah, we do a lot of Dolly Parton. We do some Gillian Welch. We do some Towns Van Zant. You know, like all kinds of stuff. Just a lot of our favorite songs. And uh, we we all bring a few like originals to the to the band as well.
0: Right, right. And um, I know you guys performed for the Folk Festival. You also did a, was there an Arts and Culture Center tour in there somewhere?
1: We did, yeah. So that was actually one of the things that uh, we got rescheduled for because we were originally supposed to go in the very beginning of March and then the province kind of went back into lockdown. So they rescheduled us for May and we had an absolutely brilliant time. It was so much fun. We were treated so well and we had great turnouts across the island which was awesome to see because you know it was really up in the air we weren't sure yeah how people felt about going out to shows um but we yeah we were really well received in every venue and town so it was great
0: i was kind of creeping your social media a little bit before this and (laughs) i (laughs) Yeah, no, no, nothing bad. Nothing bad. Um, it just kind of made me think of it just now. I wasn't even going to ask you about it, but it made me think of it because I think it was a post about a Flower Hill gig in a theater and, and you mentioned some, you know, social anxieties with with touring and, and, and stuff like that. Was, is that kind of still present in your life? I mean, or, or is it kind of kind of changed a little bit since or how has that changed kind of since COVID as well? I mean, has is that, is that changed anything mentally or?
1: Um, I mean, it's it's interesting because I think, like, as a professional musician, you kind of have all these, like, benchmark things that you feel like you're supposed to do. Like, you're supposed to put out an album and you're supposed to go on tour and you're supposed to do all these things. And um, I really, I love the idea of touring. And don't get me wrong, I do love touring. But I, you know, I've also really enjoyed being close to home for the past year and a half. And, I know. Isn't
0: it crazy um, how much that has changed in my life? I Sorry, I'm not going to cut you off, but no, that, it's okay. I, feel, I feel the exact same way. I'm like, ever since I've been home, I'm like, I kind of like it here more. Yeah. <laughs>
1: like, yeah, And it's just, you know, it, the like touring can be really exhausting too. And, you know, especially touring with a larger band, like when I'm on the road with Cubasonics, like we have, you know, so much gear and if you're, you know loading all that in you like you got to get there hours early load it all in sound check it and then after the show's over like you jump around for two hours and then you got to pack it up and like crawl on the roof of the van and strap everything into the like box on top and then like drive somewhere sleep for a few hours get up and drive again and it's like you know it just it does really get to you after a while and I think um you know it's no secret that I am a bit of an anxious person. And I kind of realized like, oh yeah, you know, I think all of that really does just kind of like, you know, does make me a bit anxious, but, um, I also think that like, you know, I've, I've had a lot of self-discovery in the last like year and a half as well. And so I think that, um, you know, I maybe have more tools to deal with that as well and kind of advocate more for what I need. You know, it's hard to, it's hard to sleep well and eat well and drink enough water and, you know, all these things too. And I know that if I do all those things, like I'm, I'm already doing a lot better for myself. So there's definitely things that I want to continue to implement, like if, and when I do get back on the road more regularly for sure. But I think there's also no shame in, uh, you know, like I play, I play a lot of gigs locally and I enjoy that too. And you know, there's no shame in saying, you know what, the being on the road all the time isn't for me. And so, you know, I think it, I, it's something that I'll always do, but, um, you know, I don't know if that's ever something I would do full time, you know, Mm -hmm. get up and leave and go for nine months at a time. It seems like a lot, but
0: yeah. You mentioned a couple real neat things there that I just, I just thought of, um, one of them especially is is i i mean th- this list could go on for uh, for days but i mean a lot of things that i mean especially just an average person who has no idea about touring or, or performing music professionally realizes that you know sometimes 90 percent of the gig is before and after the stage i mean it's uh, the, the performance part is sometimes just you're so used to that part. It's that it, it's just it kind of happens. It just flows. But it's what's so mentally draining and physically draining as well is 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 all the parts around the touring is is mm-hmm. like you say, sleeping in a different spot every night for probably less sleep than you're used to, you know, not eating properly because you got to eat fast. You're just grabbing something quick and you're eating shit food. I mean, it's like, yeah. You know, you're not drinking enough water. And then, like you say, you have to show up these venues. Then you're just sitting around for a couple hours waiting for the gig to start. Then after you're loading in, you're loading out. I mean, and then you're driving. It's like mm-hmm. it's it's you know, it's it's an unhealthy lifestyle, especially if you can fall into a rut where you just ah, whatever you are just kind of trying to get it done at some point, you know?
1: Yeah, no. And then at a certain point, you're like, man, all I've done is eat like pub food and beer and coffee for like two weeks no wonder my body feels like shit like like,
0: give me a fucking carrot here man
1: yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i'm lucky though like i um you know i think the more that you tour with people too um you know and i've toured a fair bit with Cubasonics and a fair bit with flower hill as well um at this point and you kind of start to get to know each other and you know like you learn to take care of each other a little bit there was this point actually during our arts and culture center tour where we got back to the hotel and sherry was just like feeding me <laughs> in the hotel room <laughs> and she's like I if i don't do this you're just not gonna eat i was like yeah you're right okay <laughs> i'll take the crackers <laughs> <laughs>
0: um another thing you mentioned too which which i found very interesting um for myself included and so many people that I've, I've chatted with is is the time for self-reflection over the last year and a half i mean it's kind of been like a big reset i mean not for like uh on the grander scale of things but for a lot of smaller things i mean a lot of people have just reset themselves and 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 like you mentioned it's so nice to be home I, and that's something that i had never done i had been i'm such an out person i don't hang out at home i'm always out i mean whether i'm gigging or i'm hanging out with buddies or i'm playing sports or, or playing music or rehearsing or whatever you're just always on the go oh, and i yeah. just found this time during this lockdown that i'm like it was so peaceful that i'm like i have to make sure that i have a part of this for the rest of my life i have to make sure i do this because if anything it's it's just cleansed my brain from the social clutter of of you know, conversation, small talk with random people or just mm-hmm. being socially inept with having to have conversations with people or being present where sometimes it's just so nice to just be able to shut it all off and, and reset the brain. I, you know, I you, you mentioned that, and I thought that was very interesting.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree. And it really made me realize, I mean, I went straight from high school to my undergrad, straight to a master's degree and kind of straight out of a master's degree. I actually had started... A second master's here at Munn, and dropped out a year into that because I was just too busy with performing and teaching and everything I was doing already. And so it kind of made me realize, I'm like, oh man, I haven't stopped moving for like ten or eleven years here. Like, I really needed, like, I really needed the break. I was really burnt out, and now you know, I can kind of feel that creeping back in. But I'm, I'm trying to do exactly that and be like, no, like, you know what. I still want to take time and um yeah exactly do those things and there's so many things like you know I think being a musician obviously consumes so much of your identity and uh you know I joke whenever people ask me like what my hobbies are I'm like well <laughs> uh, violin <laughs> I don't know <laughs> like that's a that's about it but that, it's not true like you know I I collected about 50 house plants over the last year. Um, If you've seen my social media, you know I adore my cat. Um, I love to cook and bake, like especially a lot of Ukrainian food. I love to paint and draw. And there's so many things that, um, you know, I just didn't have the time to do. And so, yeah, I think it's important for all of us to kind of just, you know, if we all prioritize it, and all kind of put our foot down and be like, no, like, I'm not gonna work 80 hours a week and have no time for anything else, you know? And welcome it's easy welcome to, to
0: August for me right now. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, 100%. And it's hard because, like, as a musician, too, you're like, you take the gigs as they come. And, exactly. you know, I personally, like, there's very few gigs that I do that I don't want to be at, you know? Yeah, like, I, yeah. it's so hard for me to say no. Like, not only because I don't want to let people down, but also just because I want to do it all. Like, I really I truly enjoy, like, basically everything that I do. And it's hard sometimes to prioritize things and, you know, take that time for yourself. There's a fine
0: balance I find as well. I mean, we're obviously in a little bit of a different position where as I do a lot of like pub gigs solo and stuff. And to me, I find them a lot of them are very mentally draining. I mean, especially this time of year when it's tour season. But there's also a fine balance where I'm trying to pay my bills as well. So I'm like, at, at, at some point, it really becomes an actual job. I mean, where it's like, you're kind of like, oh, you're, you're it, it is what it is. I'm happy to be I'm happy to be playing music as my as that part of my job. But it, 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 yeah. definitely, it wears on you a bit for sure. And that's why it's always so nice to get together with. I mean, like when myself and yourself and, and Robert did a gig, I mean, to me, that's just so enjoyable to get up and, and play music with your friends and, and it's such, such a relief, you know? So it's, yeah, it's a, yeah. August is, is coming in hot here for me. So
1: Oh, I a hundred percent agree. And, you know, playing solo is something that I've really only started to do dabble in, in the past year. And I feel that it's so much more work when you're all by yourself and, Even having one other person on stage to kind of bounce bounce things off of is, um, you know, at the very least, if the gig sucks, you can commiserate Together, together about it, you know?
0: Exactly. <laughs> but you generally,
1: if you have someone else there, it's not going to suck because you just, you know, you got each other and you're going to have a fun time, anyways.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's challenging for sure. And it's, it all yeah, it's all, I mean, music is always better when you're playing with somebody else. I mean, it's exactly, it's going to sound better. It feels better, you know, it's just, it's, it's better overall, yeah, right? It's yeah.
1: meant, meant to be done together.
0: Um, You have a really new, cool collection out. I mean, uh, you know, this is kind of, you know, one of the not only I mean, we've chatted before and I I mentioned that I I would love to have you on as a guest, but it kind of came in perfect timing because you have just released a new collection. uh, Home from Away, a collection of sheet music and illustrations for original fiddle tunes. Um, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that, what that project entailed and, and all the cool little things that you've done with it.
1: Yeah, um, so I was actually really lucky in the spring of last year in 2020, um, I received a grant. Um, It was through Music NL, I think, in partnership with the government or something. And they were, you know, finding ways to kind of like inject a bit of money into artists in Newfoundland to help through COVID. So you kind of had to submit a proposal for a project that you could do throughout COVID. that was something different, like not just, you know, an album, like a CD or something.
0: This is the project, by the way, what you're, what we're doing right now. This is also my project from that.
1: Oh, fantastic. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Funded from Music
0: and I just kept it rolling. Exactly.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's great. So, um, you know, uh, putting out a book, I've been writing original fiddle tunes for a couple of years now and putting out a book was something that I always thought would be interesting. Um, But it kind of came about perfectly because I was like, well, that's easy to do over COVID. You know, I just have to get all the sheet music prepared. And so I hired um, my friend Caroline Clark, who's a local artist, and she illustrated the whole book and um, we kind of worked together. I kind of explained like the, uh, you know, the inspiration for some of the tunes or, you know, who they're dedicated to or something. And she created some illustrations to kind of go along with that and i just absolutely love her artwork and she did a really beautiful job like you know the way it felt like a little bit like you know i was hiring someone to you know paint a book of my life because there's just there's so much symbolism and like things that are important to me so it's like personally it's it's a really special thing even if nobody ever bought it like i'm so just thankful to have it because i think it's it's really beautiful but I think it's interesting, too, to kind of like go that extra step and have it illustrated because I wanted it to be, you know, kind of a work of art and something that, you know, a a book of sheet music is a pretty niche thing. But this way, you know, even if maybe you don't play the fiddle or you don't read music super well, you know, there's still something for you to enjoy if you wanted to buy the book because there's a bunch of really beautiful pictures in it as well. Um, So I released that book. Uh, we worked on it through the summer last year and I, I released it last November. And then I actually went into the studio with Robert and recorded all the tracks. Um, so like there's 16 tunes in the book. So we recorded all 16 tunes um, with my, my band. We're called Jockey Special. Um, and it's myself and Darren Brown, uh, who's also in the Cubasonics and Josh Ford. And we, we recorded all of that. And then I did nothing about it <laughs> for several months, but uh, I finally, like got my act together and got some CDs pressed. Um, so I just released those this past Friday. So those are available now. Um, they're you know they're separate from the book, so you can buy one or the other. Or I have a deal as well if you want both of them. And I have some stickers. Um, you know, I'll throw it all in together. Uh,
0: Calvin yeah. stickers, right?
1: Calvin stickers, you bet. <laughs> so there's there's a tune that I wrote from Kit, my cat Calvin, and uh, his his brother is named Kit. I don't own his brother, but. Um, I follow him on Instagram. <laughs> so <laughs> um, actually so Kits owner found he he was also adopted in Newfoundland but they since moved to Nova Scotia and she found me on Instagram. She's like, "You know what? I think I think my cat's brother is your cat." I was like, "You're totally right." Um By the way, I hope this isn't super creepy, but I wrote a fiddle tune for your cat. So here's a book and here's a sticker with your cat's face on it. I was like, she's never going to speak to me again. She's going to think I'm like, totally nuts. But she was like, no way. That is the best thing ever. So Of course,
0: as you would. I mean, you just randomly (laughs) found out that uh there was a tune written about your cat that you had no idea of yeah i think anybody (laughs) would love that you know
1: yeah so we stay in touch um we just stay in touch over the internet and it's funny we like share pictures back and forth (laughs) like our cats are totally the same the same creatures so it's great
0: (laughs) um i was gonna say then um yeah uh oh oh, the the title i love the title What, what, what did you come up with how did you come up with that
1: um, it was kind of like a uh It's like a homage you know, to
0: come from away, kind of, right?
1: Exactly. I was like I was thinking about come from away and like, you know, obviously we all know the the show Come From Away, but it's also just the term for people like me that aren't from here. Um, but I think that it I've thought a lot about the fact that, you know, I, I could live in Newfoundland 50 years and I'll still be from away because I was right. born here, but at the same time, like I feel like I have such a home here and I have such a community of people. So it's like, I was kind of trying to find a way to blend those kind of ideas of like, you know, there's a lot of parts of me that are influenced by, you know, my Ukrainian heritage and growing up on the prairies. Um, but there's also a lot of me that is influenced by, I've been in Newfoundland for six years now and, um you know the majority of my adult life has been connected to newfoundland so like it is home in a lot of ways as well so hopefully nobody takes offense to that
0: i don't think they will i think (laughs) i I, I think we're all happy to have you here i think you make this place a little bit better for sure
1: well i appreciate that i'm so happy to be here
0: (laughs) um you know big congratulations on the on the the sheet music book i mean and the and the uh and the cd i mean um both you know extensive works of art that are, are are definitely challenging especially with covid i mean uh you know hats off to you and 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 best of luck with with that absolutely mm-hmm. um, thanks so much how was the release show i know you did it i know you mentioned it earlier a little bit in the episode but i know you just released it i mean we're recording here it's monday august 9th this will be out mm-hmm. on wednesday but the last weekend you released it at the fat or the black sheep right
1: at the black sheep yeah so it was funny it was actually just i had booked that show just for something to do and then it kind of occurred to me a few weeks ago i was like you know what i should really just get those dang cds out and so i kind of just turned it into a release show uh, at the last minute it was a lot of fun um it was really hot it was so hot that day like I was just sweating buckets up there and on Um, top of
0: it you weren't feeling well like and I I wasn't feeling
1: well either so it was it was a bit of a challenge um but yeah in hindsight I would not release another album in the summer just because it's too hot and also uh, like you know a lot of people are out of town yeah yeah busy with other things in the summer so you know it's yeah, it's a busy time. Like it was a busy time for myself, and you know, in the yeah, in the future, I would definitely maybe wait till the fall, just when things kind of quiet down a bit. But I'm still, I'm certainly glad to have it out there. Um, and I'll actually be playing at folk night on when this Wednesday coming up as well with this Aaron. Wednesday coming
0: up as in the eleventh.
1: Yeah. Which is the day this which comes is, out.
0: Which is today, folks. You are listening to this right now. So yeah, if so. You are, yeah head on down and see Maria. Yeah.
1: Nine nine PM at the ship for folk night. So you they'll you can grab a CD or a book or a sticker.
0: Man, how weird is Newfoundland how weird is Newfoundland weather? It's like I think yesterday, which is Sunday, I mean obviously we're recording on Monday, but I think yesterday it was like twenty-eight degrees in the afternoon. Oh. And when I finished my gig last night at 10, it was like seven degrees. Yeah. I'm like it's like 20 yeah. degree drop off like
1: It's insane. I had to close all my windows cuz I was shivering last I know. night. <laughs> it's so crazy.
0: Yeah, the humidity is uh I mean, we're just not built for it here. I mean, I hate I don't I always laugh at the people who are like, you can't complain because you know what the weather is going to be like in February. I'm like, Ugh. I'm
1: I can still complain. <laughs> I know. I can still
0: complain. I'm going to complain about the weather in February too. I mean, that's, yes, that's what, that's what makes us connect here in this
1: exactly
0: weird little frozen rock out in the North Atlantic.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> um, you mentioned uh, folk night, which is, uh, you know, tonight for anybody who's listening. Um, any other, any other neat shows coming up or anything else on the schedule?
1: Yeah, um Kuba Sonics are headed to Woody Point next week for oh, the lucky. So Writers jealous. at Woody Point Festival. Um, so that's going to be really fun. We're doing a couple different shows there with Kubasonics, Sonics. And I think I'm also playing, um, I'm going to be doing a set of fiddle tunes and stuff with Tom Power, who's going to be in emceeing. Um, so he, yeah, he sent me a, note a few weeks ago because they wanted him to do something he's like if you want to if you want to play some tunes let's just do it together so I don't know what we're going to do yet but that should be fun as well um and I'm hoping to spend a couple days in Grossmorn uh before heading back and then I'm going to be playing at Lanya Vanya um with Kelly McMichael uh who also just put out a album this past spring Mm -hmm. um which is incredible I've never I've I've known her for a long time, but I've never played in her band before. So I'm excited to do that as well. So yeah, a couple, couple cool things coming up. And my band, The Old Contemporaries, plays. Um, we play bi-weekly at both Bannerman Brewery and Kitty Vitty Brewery. So we've been doing that all spring and summer. And so we got a couple more of those coming up before the end of the month, I believe, as well. So yeah
0: oh that's yeah. awesome yeah lots um, on
1: the go it's great <laughs> yeah
0: no it's good to be busy it's good to be busy back in the saddle I like it mm-hmm. um anybody for anybody who's listening Maria where can we find um some information on yourself uh the new release uh, Koopa Sonics and Flower Hill
1: um so all of the above have pages on Facebook and Instagram and all those usual things um My Bandcamp and my, um, you know, my online store where you can buy um, the books and the CDs if you're interested, and also the. Uh... Sorry, where,
0: where was that? Something just happened. I lost you just for one quick second. Oh, where can we find for the book? Yeah, no, I think it was, um, it was on my end.
1: Okay, yeah, um, just on my website mariacherik.com. There's links that take you to the online store, and also you can download a digital copy of the tracks from Bandcamp as well. Um, and same goes for Cubasonics, um, Cubasonics is up on, you know, Spotify and Apple music and everywhere you stream things and also available for download on Bandcamp. Um, and we should have physical copies of that full CD and we're doing vinyl and we have Judd Haynes working on the artwork for us and there's some really cool stuff happening. We're going to have some limited edition vinyl Coming at you and stuff too. So, oh
0: nice! Looking stay forward tuned. to checking that out. Yeah, stay
1: tuned for that for sure. Yeah, I'm really excited.
0: Well, uh, thanks again, Maria. I really appreciate you taking the time today to uh, to jump on and have a little chat with me. I'm um, looking forward to uh, to catching up in a few weeks. Uh, we're doing a little gig together in a few weeks. Looking forward to that. And, Absolutely. Uh, best of luck with everything coming up in the next few weeks, and uh, you know we'll, we'll catch up with you soon. Thanks again. Thank
1: you so much. Great to chat with you.
0: All right, we'll chat with you soon. Bye. Huge thanks to Maria Cherwick for coming on um, What a treat, I mean she's so sweet and, and awesome to chat with She has a really really cool story and that's the whole point of this podcast Is to get people who I think have great interesting stories on Who uh, who want to come on and have a chat and just talk about what they're up to And what they're doing and what they're, uh, what they're at to keep busy um, So yeah, big thanks to Maria, make sure you do check out uh, All the cool things she's up to and all the great bands um, You know, huge thanks to her that about does it for me, guys. Uh, make sure you, uh, if you're out around at the end of the uh, end of the summer, come check out a Donnie's gig. And you guys know where to find me on all my social media uh, at Dave Witty, Instagram, same with Twitter, uh, Dave Whitty Music on Facebook. And uh, make sure you like and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, that about does it for me, guys, from downtown St. John's, Newfoundland. I'm Dave Whitty. Peace.